Do not trust her. She is the bringer of ruin. If the midnight suns are extinguished here, all is lost. Then we have no choice. Either she is vanquished, or the world will be. Now, child, it is time to embrace your destiny, to wipe all life away and begin anew. Some prophecy, I forget who actually speaks it. Somebody. Bienvenidos and welcome to Noob Island, a place for nerdy fun, friendships, and learning. I'm Professor T. And I'm Professor Z. Much like the starting zone of many video games, the goal of our island resort is to teach visiting noobs about geeky subjects, but away from the stress of having to worry about sweaty tryhards, griefers, know-it-alls, or neckbeards. We like to think of it as learning and luxury. Noob? Hi, Professor Z. Hi, Professor T. It's a new one! Uh, well, it's, it's an old, old one. one? It's a, <laughs> what do you mean new? We've been doing this every week. <laughs> So, uh, 2023 has struck again, and Mac is... Is this our worst year? Yes. By a lot. Across the board? Like, all shows? I don't know about Fried Squirms, Squirms but okay, yes. Then yes, by a lot. Uh, But Mac is out of town dealing with stuff, and we wish him well, and to buy him some space. Instead of covering Werewolf by Night, like we had promised you we would, we are, uh, we've recruited Steven to come hang out with us for a day, and we are- Hi, Steven. Hi, Steven. Hi. This is the podcast where we're nice to you instead of the one where we're mean to you. (laughs) I mean, you can do either. (laughs) <laughs> um, well, I've said it now. Uh, and instead, we are covering the recent Midnight Suns miniseries that was released, I think, in conjunction? Yeah. Around the same time as the... Around the, the same time as the game, it kind of parallels the game. Uh, if you listen to our other podcast, General Nerdery, you know that Professor T has played so much. Oh, I'm really, really good at Midnight Suns, y'all. <laughs> I have put a lot of time in. My characters are rocking some banging decks. Uh, it's not often that the other team gets a turn, and, and I'm going to be jacking up the difficulty soon. And I remembered as we were reading this, because we're like, we'll do this to give Mac a break. Mac is the only other one that's played Midnight Suns, because I don't think... Steven, you've not played. I haven't, but I've watched. I've watched Tyler play, and it's fascinating. Oh yeah, no, I. Um, he's also he's not mine. He's very good. I I keep checking to see when it'll come out for the Nintendo Switch because I think upcoming. They they keep saying it will, and it is going to be cheaper for me to be patient than it is to buy a PS Five. So fair. <laughs> although, fair. Although PS Five, I want one. I'm poor. Same. You guys want to start doing crimes? <laughs> I think crime yes. is on the docket, but not today. Later. later. Today we're here to talk about the Midnight Suns. I will, we will be returning to talking about the game at some point with Mac, because even if he were here, they haven't finished the story yet, because the last DLC drops uh, three days from now. Mm, yeah, great. Thank you so much. <laughs> Real quick, the creative team for this is Ethan Sachs as the writer, as well as uh, Luigi Zagaria and Alberto Foch? Foch? Fauci? Fauci? Fochi? F-O-C-H-E. Fochi. Sure. Yes, I'm really sorry. 
I'm just taking a, a taking um, a wild <laughs> swing at it. Fochi. And just because I have the page open, Antonio Fabella as color artist, Joe Sabino as letterer, David Nakayama as cover artist, Tom Gronman as editor, and Nick Lowe as supervising editor. Sweet. Yeah. This is, if you've not heard of it, a kind of standard. We've covered them in a couple of places. Here's a mini-series that we threw together to tie into something interesting or to fill some kind of publishing space. And if we're lucky, we'll get to make more of it. Yeah. I would love more of this, by the way. I enjoyed it. I'm wondering how much they were hoping that the game would take off, too, to maybe, you know, because like I said, they were released kind of at the same time Mm -hmm. to sort of like maybe feed off each other. And uh, the game has been deemed a critical failure. I mean, not a critical failure, a commercial failure. It is a critical hit. How does that work? A critical hit, but a commercial failure. So everyone who's played it loves it. Not many of that people played it. You were telling me about this. What is it? XCOM was also considered a commercial failure. Originally yeah, so, yeah same it. company. Um, Fraxis Take Two. Uh, it was the CEO was talking about this in an interview just like a month ago. He's like, yeah, Midnight Suns. We're barely selling any, but like all the reviews across the board are amazing, like nine out of ten eight and a half and up basically is like the lowest. And it's a super gorgeous game. Like what you've, what I've seen you play of it, it's like really well constructed. The play style looks like really cohesive and like very replayable because of the, the randomness factor from the decks. And also some hot, hot fashions. Those looks, those fresh, fresh looks, all of the different costumes are so cool. My, per- my favorite thing is actually the writing. I feel like they've gotten all the characters pretty much on point from what little I've seen. Yeah. Um, you've told me about a little bit of it. It sounds really fun. Um, real quick. If you have not heard of midnight, so oh, yeah. the game or the, the book team, team uh, we covered the midnight Suns way back when the original midnight Suns, where it is spelled S S O N S. And it was a publishing initiative, bringing together Marvel's various kind of horror stuff as a line. It didn't work. We had a lot of fun reading Rise of the Midnight Suns because it is wonderful 90s horror schlock. Yeah. It's action horror, which yes. is barely horror, but it's fun. It's got vampires and yeah. demons and stuff. Oh, so me, I'm, I'm, it as... I'm on a big action horror kick right now. <laughs> thanks to Fried Squirms, we did Resident Evil last week and Underworld this week. Oh, yeah, that's some horror oh, schlock, yeah. too, but that's like early Danny told me about this lineup. Chef Kiss, beautiful. When, I'm sorry, you said the company is... Um, Take-Two. Take-Two. Take-Two Interactive. Decided to make a Marvel game using their XCOM card game style. Well, XCOM isn't a card game. Oh, That's where a lot of people didn't buy the game. Because they're like, oh, makers of XCOM, awesome. And then they're like, card game? I'm good, bro. Which is too bad, because it looks like a really interesting, like... You, you lose me at XCOM, you get me with the card game. Card <laughs> game is what you might get, catch me on, but uh, I, I, strategy I'm bad at. I don't have the patience for. Basically, they went, we're, we're really good at making strategy games, but we're going to make this game nothing like our previous strategy games. And it's also going to be half dating sim without the actual dating. Ooh. Everything you say I love, actually. Like, I'm so excited for this game. Oh my god, I love that. It's <laughs> like a platonic dating sim. Oh my god, do I need that in my life? I mean, as someone who really liked Fire Emblem Three Houses, but desperately was like, I want to do all of the, like, interactions and talking and making friends, but desperately avoid any romance option going on in that game. 
as, uh, I'm as, into it. As someone who plays through Stardew Valley every playthrough with trying to optimize friendship with every villager and not have a romantic partner with any of them, oh, God, that sounds great. I'm down for romance in those games. I just, in Three Houses, they are your students, and there's some power dynamics <laughs> that I was not comfortable with there. That's an excellent point. Uh, the dateable characters in Stardew Valley is perfectly fine. For some yes. reason, I just like the concept of, like, I'm a friend, everybody. <laughs> when I was a kid and playing Harvest Moon, I was mad that I couldn't make a whole little harem. I was like, what do you mean I can only marry one person? I want to marry all of them and win this game. Um, <laughs> and win this game. I will say uh, there's no true romance for your player character. But if you're choosing the options in conversations that Magic likes, you're very heavily flirting with Magic, and she is very heavily flirting with you back for most of the game until the last act where, weirdly, it's more your character and Nico, even though for a portion of that section, Nico thinks you're hooking up with Scarlet Witch. All of that was wild, and I love it. Um, <laughs> anyways, Take-Two was making a, decided to make a... Strategy game using Marvel stuff. I don't know why they chose the Midnight Suns. I, because the creative director in charge of the game was a fan of this Midnight Suns. Comic Great. Run. Awesome. That's everything I want. They decided to make some variety, and it's basically all of the Marvel Magic characters as the Midnight Suns teaming up with the Avengers because, you know, Marvel. Mm -hmm. Who else are you going to use? And... You, you can't what, have just the, like, no-name characters, or nobody's going to be interested. That's what I want, other than Spidey. I'm so happy Spidey's involved, but... <laughs> Though he gets up to magical stuff often enough. Not by it. choice. But he gets up to magical stuff often enough that mm -hmm. it, it's fine. It counts. But anyways, they release this... Um, but yeah, but the comic is much different, even though it kind of parallels a lot of the story. I, I saw a few points where I was like, oh, that's a direct tie-in. But it makes sense because they had very much their own world for Midnight Suns, which is the right call for a video game to not try and fit it into, like, 616 continuity. Right, right. As far as I know, they're their own universe. They just haven't given it a number yet. That's fair. Now, the team on this one, we have covered almost all of them. Uh, except for Wolverine, I mean Logan, who is in this, who <laughs> we, we're, of not course we're not going to cover in the Magic cover. One. What would you even categorize? Mutants? We do. We've talked about doing an X Men season one day, but but that's how, another ten year season. Also, how to organize the X Men season stresses me out even more than how to organize magic the magic season yeah like you would have to do like a whole episode on just wolverine i would think x-men universe in like an x-men well, by the era but i was wondering about that that's even, actually not bad i like that and that's a way to go with it but even that becomes difficult because you're gonna be like all right we're gonna learn about like where cyclops is in this era where storm is in this era and as it oh, goes on gets it gets increasingly difficult mm -hmm. because we have to cover you know for the outback era fuck whatever it's uh, like six X-Men. Yeah. But then... We'll figure it out. Yeah, no, it's a whole thing. It's... Uh, but, okay, so the basics of this team. Logan, who for some reason I thought it was Laura Kinney, X-23 Wolverine, not Logan. That would have been dope, too. I would have been more into it. I don't remember if we've discussed it here or elsewhere. I kind of want Logan to be permanently retired. I want to, yeah, as Wolverine, 
And just have him every once in a while still show up as Logan? No, you could just permanently retire him for me. I understand that's not going to happen. I just like Laura better. But he does work here as well as the old curmudgeon with a good relationship with magic. And magic does not have a good relationship with anyone. What if the option... Sorry, I just... I'm hooked onto this for a second. No, no, let's do it. What if, though, the option was permanently retire Logan, Logan but... That means Dakin is permanently Wolvie. I don't like Dakin very much. No, no. See, what my thought was is that Wolverine now is both of them. Dakin and, um, uh, what is it? Laura. 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 Well, I mean, currently Wolverine is both Laura and Logan. Like, yeah. she's also operating as Wolverine, and he's very strongly... Like hell, it, it's like a yeah. Trid Pirate Roberts type thing, where it's just a mantle. They both are uh, doing uh, the not quite the same correlation, but like they're both operating under Wolverine, so they're doing like twice the work, same same title. It is increasingly popular in comics these days, particularly in Marvel, to just be like, multiple people have had the title, they can all have it. I mean, there's two apps right now. There's two Spider Man, two Wolverine, two Hawkeyes. It's getting a little over the top, but for the most part, I don't mind it. Yeah. I, as long as you don't get into, like, four or five uh, working simultaneously, other than, like, spider first... Spider people? I know that they're all There's different, but... There's two Spider-Man actively working under the name Spider-Man currently. There is, like, ten spider people, but... <laughs> all in the same universe? Let me see if Oof. I can do this. Peter Parker, Miles Morales, Jessica Drew as Spider-Woman... Uh, the second Spider-Woman, whose name I always blank, is currently operating as Madam Web. Yeah, I can't think of her name. Aranya is active. Spider-Gwen is often crossing over into this one. Theoretically, Ben Riley is... Oh, Silk, Silk. thank you. Uh, Theoretically, Ben Riley is involved. I don't think Kane is dead currently, but that whoever who can knows? keep up on that one is Kane Kaza. No, that was no Ben, that's ben Kaza. is yeah, Kaza ben currently. Is Kaza. That's why he also yeah. is kind of okay. theoretically. And I don't think Spider Man twenty ninety nine is currently in the modern era, but he does visit regularly. I love that New York is just absolutely littered with 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 spiders. spiders. <laughs> There's just so many There's spiders. There's so many webs through that city. <laughs> Thank. Lord, they melt after like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> or soap and hot water. <laughs> Anyways, Logan, we've mentioned magic. Ilyana Rasputin appears several times. Both I'm, of them also in the game, I'll note, mm-hmm. just as we go through the team. I was thinking about this as I was reading this. Ilyana may be the character I have gone the farthest from not liking when we started. To loving? To loving. I did not like magic for years, and then we did the magic episode... And I sort of fell in love with her. Her and Danny Moonstar both, but, like, magic is awesome. Uh, same. Also, I I know I've said it in episodes in the past, the more I see Buster Sword, the more I like it. See, I like that we don't have Buster Sword except for the covers, but I've made my peace with the Buster Sword Soul Sword. I like them both. I think they're cool. I do like her new costume in this. It's growing on me. I wish it wasn't... The, the gold or... The black and red at the end. The black and red is the better one. But I mean, the black and red across the board. The black and red across the board was really good. <laughs> Such a peak high school Steven look, black and red. I did everything I could in black and red. Love it. Top tier. Grade A. But with the updated magic costume, 
The only things that I would change, I prefer it over her all black, like booty shorts mm-hmm. costume that she used for like 10 years. I wouldn't have it be a belly shirt like it currently is. I just don't think it's needed. And I would change the actual armor parts from gold to silver because I think it would make it pop a little more. I like the, so I just like silver more than gold in general. I don't mind the gold too much, but it's too golden for me. There's a lot of yellow on her. I don't mind it either, but yes, because it's a predominantly yellow costume with gold armor, they could alternatively work in more of the black like, if they reverse the black and yellow of her black actual and yellow, costume. And yellow. I wouldn't mind, like, a bluish black, like a dark blue. Like yeah, a, you know what it is. Like an indigo. Sorry, song still. I have no idea what's happening. I actually prefer the blue and yellow X-Men uniforms to the black and yellow. But that's a personal taste thing. It's a personal taste I agree with. <laughs> I It depends on the X-Men for me. That's fair. I just mean for, like, the mm-hmm. standardized... Because, like, I don't like Cyclops in black. I like him in blue, but some of the others I definitely don't like in blue. Although there are some ones that I very much like. No, 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 no. You get to have your own special costume. Nightcrawler. 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 Phoenix. Gambit. Gambit. Have you seen the old Jim Lee stuff? They had a very brief period where all of the X-Men had the matching uniforms. I know I've seen it, but not for a while. Before... Uh, the X-Men one with Jim Lee doing all of the like X-Men the Animated Series designs mm-hmm. and it's the team is like Jubilee, Forge, Banshee, Storm, Gambit, Wolverine and they all have the matching like training blue and yellow uniforms. It is so weird to see Wolverine like in the X-Men training uniform or Storm in blue mm-hmm. and yellow and Gambit has the blue and yellow, but he still has the weird headpiece and the trench coat he put over it because he refuses to listen. Okay. (laughs) Interesting. I feel like I've seen it before, but if I have, it's been a while. There's a reason they didn't stick with it, but, like, it it is a fun design. Next, we have Blade, who we've, of course, talked about ad nauseum. Yeah, love Blade. He's dope in this. Kushala the Spirit Rider, which you and I have talked about. You've never read her before. I've never read her before and just quickly ran up the charts in, like for a contender to be a favorite. Um, I would have to read more of her, but uh, I still love uh, I still love me some... Um, um, why am I blanking? Yes. Um, uh, he's my number one currently, but she is a strong contender for my number two. Love Kushala, love her idea. There's still one part that I think... I think where she's lacking is one thing where they still need to figure out. Like, her special thing is she she was a Sorcerer Supreme and a Ghost Rider. Mm -hmm. But it's never really been made clear what being Sorcerer Supreme really gets you. Especially because there's multiple Sorcerer Supremes for different dimensions and stuff. She's not a heavy magic user anymore. I think they should play up the fact Mm -hmm. that she's a Ghost Rider and magic user. That is, I think, how they do it, in all honesty. The sources. Uh, she looks there. so cool. Danny is still my favorite, but also Danny is the ghost rider that I read when I was seven. Like mm-hmm. that's how it is. Love Robbie. Need to finish the Jason Aaron Avengers run so I know what the all rider stuff is yeah, going with. But I think Kushala has the strongest design of all of them at this point. 
I love her bike that you see briefly. I also like colors, and she's the only ghost rider with colors. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's <laughs> excellent point. Also, when she uh, tames whatever that beast is in this book, that is, I literally was just like, oh my gosh, babe, it's time to look at this. <laughs> it's time to spirit ride a bat demon. Uh, let's see. Also, we have Nico Minoru of the Runaways, who we haven't actually done. And I don't know why we haven't covered her. I, oh, I think it's because we effed up. Yeah, that's probably the answer. She is in, I have a rough list of our next, like, 15 episodes. I, while reading this, was, like, desperately finding where to put her in because, uh... Yeah, she probably should have been mentioned back in, like, the witches section or yeah. something. Yeah. Then we have... She's great. I love her. Yeah. Also, uh, Blade and Nico, both in the game as well, mm-hmm. just because I'm keeping track. Kushala, not, though. Kushala, Robbie not in the game. Instead. Robbie is... And Johnny is, but he's kind of mixed with some of the uh, the caretaker. Oh, yeah. Johnny's not in the Magic strongest. in it, though? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Magic's in the game. Magic and then, is one of the strongest characters in the game. A character that we have not covered yet, but we will definitely be covering Strange Academy, Zoe Laveau. Laveau? Laveau. Laveau, thank you. We have, however, covered her ancestor, Marie Laveau, who in real life was considered the... Udon Queen of New Orleans, and in this one, is a evil witch. That, that wasn't Marie. That they was give not. a different name. That's supposed to be Marie's like grandmother or something. Okay, that was Jaquette Laveau. Oh my bad. I recognized the Laveau thing and mm-hmm. did not do the research I should do. Marvel's Marie Laveau we have covered before. She was in the Vampiric Versus one, the one where vampires start to come. Back and uh, Stephen Strange's brother is inexplicably dressed up like the Nazi vampire Baron Blood. Yes. And other stories where it's actually not a bad story. The the further I've gotten from reading the vampiric verses, the less I enjoy it. Yeah, no, that's fair. We also see Dr. Druid in this, even if he's not part of the main crew. But I mention it because he looks so fresh in that suit. I must have missed Not Dr. as fresh as Professor uh, Voodoo. Oh, Professor Voodoo is a cool look. Did I say Druid? I meant... Yeah, you Voodoo. said Druid. I'm sorry. Dr. Voodoo, because he's the headmaster of Strange Academy, looking so fresh in that suit, Dr. Druid should still be dead and burning in that dumpster. I'm, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. my bad. I We all do this on the show. <laughs> Dr. Druid, Doc... Uh, Doc Strange, Dr. Druid, Doc Voodoo... There's too many docs. I liked it better when he was Brother Voodoo. I understand why they decided to... Put some respect on his name. He's a doctor. Dr. Voodoo. He's the, one of the ones that actually is a doctor of these. It's true. I don't know if Druid's actually a doctor. Yes, Druid is. Oh, okay. He, uh, I think he is a PhD. I don't know. He has a med- medical doctorate. Psychiatrist? Right. Psychiatrist, I That's believe. it. Yeah. Uh, anyways... Zoe Laveau is a zombie. Living zombie. Living zombie. Which, I assume you know more about that? Uh, Yes, because I've been reading Strange Academy because I was just desperate for a replacement for Hogwarts when it comes to magical school. And this is so good. Strange Academy is amazing. We read way back when you were on this regularly that uh, Mystic You for... Yeah, we were doing uh, for DC. DC's Marvel mm-hmm. uh, Magic. 
That was fun. Strange Academy is a lot like Mystic U, but with more original characters as opposed to like, here's young so-and-so and and here's young Zatanna. And also, it doesn't end in three issues. It goes for like 25. Oh, that's right. It's so good. I need to read more. I read a little bit of it. We also get to meet Doyle Dormammu. (laughs) The, I think, son, possibly nephew, I don't remember, of the Dread Dormammu. I don't remember why Dormammu's kid or nephew was named Doyle, but it's... He wears I, a wish little, it was, I wish it was O'Doyle. He wears a little suit all the time, but he's still got the Feltine glowing head. Like, I love it so much. I need to know how he came into existence. I don't actually Ew. know because I haven't... There's, that I'm sure in, there's rule 34 of it. I'm sure, but I don't need that. I just needed like a Wikipedia entry of like who his parents are or whether or not it was like some sort of dark ritual that like brought onto this world an, an entity from another plane. That does mean he is related to Clea, which is fun. Because Clea is Dormammu's niece. Oh, and we briefly meet Clea in her role as Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, which I don't know if you've read... No, you've not read anything with... I haven't, but I do know that she's the new Sorcerer Supreme because I follow a couple of people who are really into reposting stuff uh, of current stuff on on Marvel Comics. Already done, and Doctor Strange is back. But Jed McKay wrote the whole thing, and it's so good, so I don't care. Um, Clea takes over as the Sorcerer Supreme. We might do a Clea Redemption episode because I felt like I did Clea dirty. And then, like, right after we did our episode, she took over as the Sorcerer Supreme. I'm like, no, this is the most interesting thing that's happened to her ever. I just have to do a cleanup season. Just like a little season. It's like, okay, we're, these things have changed. These were things we noticed. We, we've we talked about doing some mm-hmm. here and there. Uh, she is fun because Clea is no longer the shrinking flower that she was for most of her history. And now she's like, yeah. I'm a warlord of the fall team. My husband is dead and I don't like that fact. <laughs> I'm going to go to war with death to deal with this fact. Also, I'm going to threaten Dr. Doom in the first like three pages of my comic because he tries to Doom shows up to try to um, claim the title of Sorcerer Supreme. She's like, no, no, <laughs> no get out of here. She's definitely pretty rad and very intimidating mm-hmm. in what, a, what I've seen of her. Which I realized as I was reading, neither of you have read that. So her interaction with doom in this one, where she basically like shoes him away happens after that. Oh. So this, there's a little more context to why he's like, yeah, I'm yeah gonna okay, go. I guess. <laughs> Weirdly, pretty much the only context I know Clea in is post Dr. Strange and taking over the mantle of Sorcerer Supreme. She was the girlfriend character for a long time. Yeah, very unfamiliar with Doctor Strange, other than what you have talked about previously, so. She's another one I've gotten a lot more affection for as I go along here. Yeah, more, but still not much for me. Yeah, but more. Fair enough. Anyways, how do we want to... I mean, so, we've already talked kind of about some parts of it, just as we were bringing up things we liked about the different characters and stuff. Quick side note, we realized we were doing this episode like three or four days ago. So this is a very, even for us, seat of our pants. Like, So I guess first off, I'll say I liked it. I, I wish that the final issue wasn't, in my opinion, the weakest. I would agree with that. It definitely feels like it's a little bit rushed to wrap up and like they... 
Ran out of runway. I um, think it needed another issue, and I think it was trying too hard to set up for a future series that I don't think is going to happen. Yes. Um, I'd agree to that as well. Um, I very much enjoy, in all honesty, like, kind of throw away, like, one-off, like, trades like this. Not to not to use throw-off, throw-away as, like, a bad term, but, like... Short-term teams. Short, short-term teams, yes. Um, mm-hmm. This was an amazingly quick read for me. I slammed through it all all in one one sitting, actually. I just poured myself a cup of coffee yesterday, and I just sat down and enjoyed that, and it was great. I think an hour tops, yeah. And um, that's because I was eating at the same time. I mean, I yeah, I would have finished it in one sitting if it all would have been on the app yesterday. Instead, that update happened this morning. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I found it very fun. I like a, a short, quick little bump in, bop out. I really like these characters. I like it was never going to give me what I wanted in just five issues. I think is the thing that I kind of have to get over. Is yeah, be, is because like I'm at this point I'm a little bit almost too used to the game where like I get to go hang out with Blade and Magic and like go on little friend dates and go on picnics <laughs> and ask them questions and see how they answer and try not to piss them off with my answers and then also choose their outfits. Yes. As I said, I like this. I have critiques. I think it makes some kind of wild leaps that are a little hard to follow. Mm. And there's a couple of the panel works where the design is pretty, but it makes it hard to follow with your eye. And that's a tricky thing with panel work of you don't always want to do just like, although some people do. I mean, Watchmen has the same number of panels on every page, but you don't always want here is four panels every page or two panel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's do different shapes. Let's do different things. And that's great. And when you do it right, a book looks like a, a, a church window, the, the stained, glass stained glass window. Thank you. But if it's just a little bit wrong, there's that question of, am I supposed to go to the panel to my right or the panel below? And I will not find out until I realize that this, whatever I'm reading did not make sense. That's a, there's a, there's a really subtle art to it, and it's not a critique that I can make in a way where it's like, I could do better. No, I could not do better, but, like... It's a thing you notice when you notice it, and if it's just like, oh, yeah, it's challenging. But it's weird because, like, I I also... Rec- I think the, the critique comes in the fact that I have read more complicated pages that were easier to follow than what they were doing. And we should say, for the most part, this comic good, is yeah. pretty easy. There's just one or two spots where you're like, I'm not sure where I'm supposed to... I guess I'm reading this three times to see which order makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of a complicated uh, splash page here or there, and it's not that bad. It's In all honesty, and the two that I the two that I can remember, for the most part, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, in the grand scheme, they could have just had no words on those pages, and I would have just, like, taken in that information. Mm-hmm. But yeah. The absolute TLDR of this book is Zoe is a student at Strange Academy. A vision happens across magic users saying basically the end of the world is coming. Only the Midnight Suns can stop it. Listing off who the Midnight Suns will be with Wolverine very unhappy to be included. 
He's like, why did everybody see me? I didn't get this vision. I'm not magic. Why am I in this? Don't include me, guys. I don't like what's going on here. Uh, It ties. (laughs) I love a reluctant chosen one. Right. It's fun. It ties together that the the source of the curse or of the, you know, apocalypse thing is a ancient pact made by Agatha Harkness's coven. Because Agatha Harkness, while technically not a villain, has caused more problems for the Marvel U than any other not-villain I can think of. (laughs) Is one of the most scheming non-villains. Yes. Agatha's got schemes going. Just they're not always terrible for everybody. And And then... then but that's also because they don't always come to pass. And then Clea being like, well, the Midnight Suns are involved in this prophecy, so one way to stop it is to just get rid of the Midnight Suns. And she banishes them to the Dark Dimension. And that's the wrong move. Da-da-da-da! That's the very TLDR. Okay, so, like, would you guys mind if I laid out, like, the weird, like, connection story beats to the game? Can I put one yeah. thing up that I... My biggest critique is there is one point where there is a alternate timeline, like, the person from this timeline is going back, sending a message back in time to change time or whatever. It's a standard comic book trope. This is possibly the clunkiest I have ever seen it in a professional comic book. I was going to say it was very confusing, although once I sat there and thought about it for like three minutes, I'm like, I guess they did set this up at the beginning. It it just sucked. It worked. Did they? I yes, they did. Entirely. They did, because like one of those, one of the... And I think the first issue, one of the the scene transitions is like one week earlier or something like that. It it, it felt very much Bill and Ted's like, dude, we'll just leave this here and come back later with our time machine. Once we do it all, it'll be there now. But taking it seriously rather than as the joke. Yeah. It works. It's clunky. That's mm-hmm. all. I just... That is my biggest critique of this book, so I just wanted to get it out of the way so we can talk about other stuff without me thinking about that. Well, I just... Because when reading through this, I was like, oh, wow. And I, it made me wonder if, like, the game team had given them an outline for, like, their main story beats. I have to imagine there was some level of communication. Because it's not, like, it's not all the Valtor stuff. It's it's Cathan and the Darkhold, because of course it is. But there's a prophecy that's been around about the Midnight Suns having to come together in their universe. Agatha's been uh, not well. Agatha and Caretaker have been kind of keeping a version of the Midnight Suns around. And instead of uh, Zoe Laveau, the the main character around which everything hinges is the player character, which is the hunter who had defeated uh, Lilith, who is Lilith's daughter and had defeated Lilith before and was thought to be dead and they have to bring her back to life being like she's the only one that was able to beat Lilith before this is our best chance so Nico go use the staff of one to resurrect uh, the hunter but then you get weird like story beats like the team composition is pretty close like there's a change in ghost riders there's a change in sorcerer supremes there's more avengers Mm mm-hmm but they couldn't have done more characters than they already used in this five issues, four issues, whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah, it's a very short book. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a part later on, like midway through, 
where uh, the parchment of power is playing a big part. And they're like, well, the prophecy can't be fulfilled unless like Lilith gets her hands on the parchment of power, right? So we're just going to banish the team to limbo. And this one is the dark dimension, but mm-hmm. same idea. God, there was a, and the, in the, in the comic, the dream is what kicks it all off, but there's a giant dream sequence. That's a big like deal midway through the storyline where suddenly everybody in the Abbey has the same dream, except for the hunter who has a dream of talking with her mom, Lilith. And then she wakes up in the morning and like walks out and everybody's like, so what are we going to do about this? Because we just saw her bringing a ton of ruin to everything. Oh, and vampires get involved because of the DLC. Mm. And like vampires end up involved because they're hanging out in the dark dimension. Because Blade. Because Blade's there and he needs something to do. Uh, Blade is the Aquaman of this team <laughs> where they needed to throw him into water, basically. <laughs> we, we, also, we something. have Vampire. the the Haven, the Abbey, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, shows up at least briefly. The the Abbey is something that needs to make its way into the comics in a big bad way. Because the Abbey is one of the coolest hangout spots for magic users that I have ever ran across. I think the Midnight Suns needs to really be much more of a thing. And that's why I'm disappointed that I don't think we're getting more out of this, but mm-hmm. who knows. Um, and also, you were telling me that Agatha and Caretaker are at least implied to be in a romance in... Yeah, yeah, they, uh, no, they, it's m- more than implied. Okay, the further I, that's you, why I said yeah, at the, least. The more, you, the more you get through, it's, they never go, like, super duper, like, oh yeah, they're making out all over the place. But it's, like, no, they're, they're involved. They're, they're a couple. So and, just, just so you guys are clear, um... My only, my only like no knowledge of Caretaker and uh, Agatha Harkness is from um, Wandavision and Ghost Rider. <laughs> so, so it's not s- Sam Elliott. It is Sam Elliott <laughs> making out with Catherine. Hahn. Catherine Hahn is in my brain. Just so I don't like, hate that visual. If we're being honest, I mean, but I don't, I don't uh, hate that at all either. That's a <laughs> so that's a very good different Caretaker. Very different Caretaker. Woman, much closer to. What is her name in this? Karina, I think they said? Yes, yes. Actually, extremely close to Karina. I assumed that was on purpose. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and things also trace back to the, the coven times and all of that, mm-hmm. too. Like, that's also a big deal, that it all kind of goes back to when they first arrived and were dealing with stuff. And Do, do we want to... Th- there's, like, a, a third-act reveal of, uh, of the big bad in this. Do, do we want to spoil that? Because I didn't care for how lazy that felt to me. It felt like it was, like, set up, and then it's like, here, here you go. Oh, you mean that it wasn't Valtor? Yeah. Yeah, okay, quick, you know, at this point, spoilers on. Read the book, it's worth it. It's fun. Uh, uh, the original coven, including, I think, no, it was Marie Laveau, mm-hmm. who's uh, had trapped Karina, one of the other coven members, in exchange for Valtor offering power. Agatha messes it up somehow, so they don't get the power, but Karina is still gone. Karina is trapped in Valtor's realm. As an unwitting, like, sacrifice, basically? Yes. Um. Uh, Agatha tries to rescue her, can't, and then I guess that just never comes up in Agatha's history, even though she befriends and trains the Nexus being, one of the most powerful magic users in history, Mm -hmm. and the multiverse. I also don't like that it doesn't... It doesn't seem that Karina has fully inherited all of Valtor's powers, 
But then what have sorcerers been calling on this entire time? I get... Okay, so the big third act reveal is that Karina has been taking Valtor's power and absorbing it bit by bit, and... uh, Is it just hanging in the ether of the Dark Dimension? I just got the, like they said, the whole premise that he's just like constantly freely giving it to any any witch that asks for it. The 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 mists of Val the vapors, vapors of, Valtar of Valtar does come up in Doctor Strange things. Um, I got the sense, and she takes over with a stupid name. I don't corrosion. Corrosion. Corrup- corrosion. Corrosion, but spelled bad. Yeah, it's the Mortal Kombat corrosion. Oh my god! Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. With a kind of Mortal Kombat design. Yeah. Yeah. I get the sense that her takeover of Valtor's realm is pretty recent. Which could explain how sorcerers have been borrowing power from Valtor still. Uh, as we read from Death of Doctor Strange, with the the assertion of the Peregrine Child and the different mm-hmm. warlords fleeing to Earth, all of magic in Marvel is really up in the air right now. Also just uh, kind of dug Valtor's design, the kind of pyramid head look. Yeah. Valtor looks really cool. Corrosion's design is good, but almost forgettable just because there have been so many demons kind of designed or redesigned to look that way lately. It really reminded me of the the, the demon that always is rhyming in... um, Etrigan. Etrigan. Etrigan? Etrigan? Doesn't matter. God is the form of man. man, Rise the the demon demon Etrigan. Etrigan. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, for some reason it really reminded me of uh, a couple of the iterations that I've seen of him. Um, oh, I just actually, I just thought of something. Another little parallel it's with the yellow. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. There's just another weird parallel with the game. There's two times in the game where there's a big deal being made of uh, magic armor being made for them. Uh, the magic armor's dope. I really, really love that look. I don't usually go for black and red, partly because in my foam fighting Wacky Bats game, black and red is the most overused color combination. <laughs> it's just constant and everywhere. But I think I like the black and red here better than I like some of the black and yellow from the game version. Mm-hmm. It varies on them. Some of the black and yellow designs in the game are really awesome. Good. Some of them are a little bit better if you switch them to silver. I like the silver on the Ghost Rider design a lot better. Black and silver? Mm-hmm. Fair. No, those were really good costumes. They kind of reminded me of, like, demonic X-Force costumes. Yes! We mean the the Black Ops Assassin X Force mm-hmm. group, not the original like New Mutants turned. Right, okay. right, right, right. Just making sure for my sake, because I know that's what most people think of, and I'm like Cannonball and Sunspot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I especially dig uh, Magic and uh, Magic's is really good. Kushalas is so Kushalas is really I, solid. I, was just, I was trying to search my brain for Kushalas's name. Nico's is a little forgettable, but Nico struggles when she just doesn't have the goth girl look and the staff of one. I kind of have found that my favorite Nico is Nico in street clothes. As I said, we'll be covering Nico in the nearish future. And I'm really looking forward to catching up because I have no idea why she launched the staff of one into into space. They mention it like four times here. Her underlying plot point that is never really resolved in any way, shape or form is she feels useless without the staff of one. It does drive home a point that I've been wondering for a while. Why is she teaching at Strange Academy? 
Instead of going and getting the staff of one. Or, like, she's not a sorcerer outside of... And, like, really never she's... has been. Like, the whole... At least within my knowledge I mean, she her. has the potential, but she's not, like, a trained sorcerer in no. any way, shape, or form. She's not such a natural that she would have ever picked it up if it wouldn't have been for the staff of one. Billy Kaplan of the Young Avengers would have been a better person, although he's currently being the uh, court wizard and husband of the emperor of the combined Kree Scroll Empire. Love that. That's a great sentence. Who is his husband, Hulkling, mm-hmm. aka Teddy, which, ooh, that is, we're not getting into that because that's all sorts of complicated, but you read, we read yes. the Young Avengers Young stuff way back when. Love that book. So good. Really good. I've said it once. I'm going to say, I've, I love the Abbey, and we need more of the Abbey. I've never been so attached to a hideout. Anyway. It's very cool looking. I really like the design from what I've seen in the game, and I really enjoy that magic is the one in the background just kind of constantly being like, this would be a sweet team. What's that magic? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I don't like you. You can't prove that. <laughs> How dare you suggest these things? I'm just going to brood a little bit closer to you guys, though. Brood, brood, brood. Except for her and Nico, who seem openly affectionate with each other, which makes sense to me. I think Magic has to have, like, the one friend at all times that she admits she likes. Mm. I mean, you got to have someone that you can vent to. And then a bunch of people she won't admit that she likes, but she will super stab someone with her soul sword over. There's always that one person that you can always just go and 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 toss the hot goss and just like you see this thing, oh, oh, they, I'm I'm so mad about this thing, and it's like, oh, I'm so mad about this thing too. There's always that, no matter how. I'm gonna bad. I'm gonna try not to just spoil too much of the game, but I have to say that one of the things that warmed my heart the most was once they were both on the team, how well Magic and Captain America got along. And how I they're kind both of love that, and how she, and she is kind of surprised by it too. She like lets you in on like, yeah, I was just got done talking to him, and he's actually kind of a cool guy. Like, I love any time that Cap befriends an Edge Lord or Blade befriends a Square, like both of those. And I know that comes up too. <laughs> Cap's just lovable. I I always love when I get to see Cap make friends. It's mm-hmm. it's. The Cap and Spider-Man friendship is, like, one of my favorites in comics, even though it's not, like, incredibly close or, like, ride or die, but they are, like, hardcore mutual respect for one another. I don't got too much more here. I just... I, it's kind of simple. It's, yeah, it's... It's the same problem we had with Mystic Q. It is a lot of the problem when it comes to, let's talk about one of these, like, tie-in miniseries. Yeah, it it kind of suffers from being a tie-in. It kind of suffers from not being, like, 12 issues. Agatha's redesign is fierce. Yes. Oh, super cool redesign. And I really like it. There's rumors that Agatha, that there's a big crossover happening that will be Agatha-centric. So I wonder if some of this will tie into that going forward. But I'm not sure. There's not really been anything revealed yet on that. Realizing I'm a sucker for purple designs. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Agreed. So next time is Werewolf by Night? We, Maybe? Hopefully we hopefully. will be doing Werewolf by Night next time. If not, we'll come with something else to read. Yeah, we, uh, we've we been discussing a couple of options if, you know, the chaos keeps happening. We will have episodes coming out for you. Maybe you we have more, more of me. We Who might knows? have more Steven. 
Worst case scenario, we'll just do another few rounds of DC. I just am really enjoying. Some Maybe Marvel we stuff. get caught up on Clea. We can do some Clea. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right. Anyways, but that is for something to talk about when we're not recording, because that'll be really boring for all of you if we do. And that's all the time we have set aside for our lesson today. For those of you staying on the island, the daily game of Marvel Snap starts soon. For everyone else, we hope your cruise back to the wild world of nerdery is swift and safe and super fun. Bon voyage. Thank you for listening to this episode of Noob Island. If you like the show, please hit subscribe. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us right now, that would also be super helpful. As always, we are part of the Earworm Podcast Network and would greatly appreciate it if you could go check out all of our sister shows over at earworm.com. That's E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. A big special thanks to Ian Ford for our theme song and music. We'll catch you next time.